In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ came to raise our fallen image to its proper, pristine beauty, so that we might draw near to God and dwell in union with him. Topic and the theme of this homily. In the Gospel book, uh, the Gospel reading today, we see the palsied man as an image of our fallen humanity. And Christ's healing heart was to heal him. This healing showed his equality to the Father. It showed that he heals those by faith. Uh, But he also sees here in this moment how important the soul is. Because this is an incredible moment, I think, in the... uh, in the Gospels, where a paralytic comes, and obviously the paralytic is there to be healed physically. And the Lord says, uh, your sins are forgiven you. It's like, well, wait a minute, time out. <laughs> That's, wait. That's nice, but I'm palsied. And uh, so Lord, just so to show you I have power to forgive sins, I will heal you. So the healing of the body was... Uh, um, to say it was secondary to the healing of the soul because the body is going to expire going to expire but the soul is eternal so the Lord was showing the importance of the soul being healed so I think for all of us we need to understand how important it is to always take care of the soul the soul is the first thing we should be caring for all the time so When the body and soul are made whole, we draw near to God and we dwell in union with God when we have this wholeness. The body and soul healed, we see this and we see the result in the epistle reading. um, When the body and soul are healed, we love without hypocrisy, we abhor that which is evil, we cleave to that which is good, we love one another with brotherly affection, and honor preferring one another, and diligence not slothfulness, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfast in prayer, communicating to the necessity of the saint, given to hospitality, blessing those who persecute you, bless, do not curse. This is what we, how we live, how we are to live when we are healed in body and soul. So the soul becomes a, a critical piece here in this idea that we that we draw near to God and dwell in union with God becomes the, the, the uh, effort of our spiritual life, the effort of our, our, our Christian life. So to dwell in union with God is everything. Everything should run through him, not just through our own ideas and thoughts, but through Christ first. We run through Christ. Our thoughts bring every thought into obedience to Christ, every thought. Let your thoughts stand next to Christ and then decide what to do with it. Accept it, reject it, don't chase it. What is is that? What's that thought? Lord, tell me, what should I do with this thought? So that's our first reference point with our thoughts. Our words. You know, St. Philarete gives us this beautiful prayer. It says, pray for me. Pray you yourself in me. Pray you yourself in me. Lord, I want to hear your prayer in me. 
So our words should be uh, taken and, and looked at in relation to the Christ. You know, um, we all know this well. When a, a word comes to us, should I say it? How should I say it? When should I say it? These are, uh, uh, to slow down many times, we, we tend to jump quickly from our thought to our word rather than looking at, maybe we need to slow down our words. Pause. What should I say? How should I say it? When should I say it? Should I say it at all? Many times if I take that time, I don't need to say it. I get to the point where you said, just don't, I don't need to say this. Or maybe it's better I wait and say it when I'm not so upset. Our deeds. Compared to, we look at Christ and say, you know, the Lord says in our prayer, in the little doxology, um, Lord, help me keep your commandments. Teach me your commandments. Help me understand your commandments. Help, help me be enlightened by your commandments. This, this, this sense of, of what I do. I want to do them according to what you would have me do. So important for us. But we understand that in this, we're in a battle. This is not just a, a, a simple activity or a simple commitment we make, but we're in a battle. And we have a tempter who tempts us away from that which is good and right. He tempts us toward anger, toward greed, toward envy, toward impatience, toward lust, to gluttony, to sloth, and all these other things that slip us on, on the wrong side. And then we find ourselves in strife, anxiety. We at times feel shamed. We're confused. But Christ comes, beloved, as our healer. He comes when we turn to him, even in confession of our sins, we turn to God and he brings to us love, generosity, contentment, gratitude, patience, chastity, temperance, diligence. And then we live a life of righteousness and joy and peace and the Holy Spirit. So this is our choice when we come to these moments. We choose which, which choice am I going to make toward that which is God has given to me or that which I am tempted by the evil one to follow. So we, we, we know we're in this middle. You know, there's a beautiful prayer um, at the end of every litany. Uh, Help us, save us, have mercy on us, and keep us, O God, by thy grace. At times, at the end of that prayer, I go, is there anything else we need? <laughs> it's like, help us. Save us, have mercy on us, keep us, oh God, by thy grace. I said, that's, if I could just have that, Lord, that I'll, all those other petitions, that'd be wonderful. But this one, this one I'd like. Help us, save us, have mercy on us, and keep us, oh God, by thy grace. Very powerful for us. This is what God is for us. This is what he does. Helps us, saves us, has mercy on us, and keeps us. By his grace. This is what Christ does for us. And so we can hold on to that and understand the importance of being near to him, being close to him, 
living our life in union with him. So as we draw near to God, stay connected through our prayers, through coming to church, through uh, our confession, through our good works, all the things that we're doing that keep us near to Christ, keeps us in this place where we are being helped, we are being given mercy, we are saved, and we are being kept. So it's that continually staying near to him. So we know what is right and we know what's wrong. We know what to do, we know not what to do. So I was thinking of an example of this. So you know in your car, you have a warning light, an engine warning light. And what's that mean? It means that Right now, you're not in any trouble. But soon you will be if you don't take care of this. It says soon, right? Does it say, oh, panic? No, it says I'm giving you a warning. You have a warning light in you, in Christ. It's the Holy Spirit that warns you. Have you ever seen the warning light come on in your soul, in your mind? In your heart, did you ever find, it, what happened when you didn't uh, respond to the warning light properly? Whoops, I should have done something here better than this. Beloved, when we draw near to God and dwell in union with God, he warns us. We know it. We feel it. What we're thinking, what we're saying, what we're doing, we know. Right before that thing we should not do is going to happen, the Holy Spirit puts a light on. Pay attention. Pay attention. Respond to it quickly. Don't say it like we all do. Well, maybe it's not a big deal. You know, like, I can go for another couple miles here. Or, you know, it, just, it comes off and on all the time. Don't do that. The Holy Spirit is warning you, saying, don't go there. Don't say that. Don't do that. We know this. God is so good to us. So good to us in this. So, beloved, I encourage you very much. As I said in the beginning, God has come to raise us, our fallen image, to its pristine beauty so we can live this beautiful, holy life in Christ drawing near to him and dwelling in union with him. So this is the important thing, is that as we do this, we gain sensitivity to God, and God becomes our director in all things, in every thought, every word, and every deed. Beloved, may this be our lot. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.